every benefit, every blessing. We thank you for every burden, every battle, every victory, God. We thank you. And you're so good. Oh God, how we need you. We need your strength. We need your power. We can't do anything without you. So God, now fill this vessel afresh. I might share your word. I am rightfully divine. The word of truth. Speak now through these lips of clay. God, we shall forever give you praise. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. God is truly good. How we thank God for all of you, all of our leaders. Amen. Sons in the gospel. Amen. And to these deacons. Amen. And to you, first lady, all of our leaders, all of our workers, all shops, all the sinners, saints, and servants. Amen. I'm covering everybody in the house. Amen. Everybody that's watching uh, online. Amen. Let's go to the Old Testament. We may need to go to the table of contents. Uh, Hosea. Amen. Hosea chapter 6. Thank God for our young people as they have served on today. Amen. It was quiet. Sometime music ministry, spirit of worship unto the pastors, the praise that truly blessed us on today. And thank God for an amen, joyful praise to the ladies. They did a wonderful job. Amen. For their first, uh, and then they do. Amen. Our direction is Sister Jolanda Joyner, a fair and Amen. So thank God. shall we know if we follow home to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. Amen. Verse 3, that A part. Then shall we know if we follow home to know the Lord. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Know me God's will. Know me God's will. Pray 
I think I'll say that again. It's his plan and his purpose, his will for our lives. The biggest hindrance is not our haters, it's not our enemies, it's not the devil, but it's our own self. It's, it's not the devil, but it's the desires that are already within us. Often it keeps us from getting to the place where God wants us to be, from not being in that place, that position where the Lord can bless our life because the Lord has already promised us in his word that if we would obey him and live like he desires us to live, that he would bless our lives. I wish I had somebody here. And so it is uh, with the people in this text because you have to understand, to understand this text, you have to look at Deuteronomy chapter 28 because it's on the backdrop in which this is, is written. And so uh, Hosea, like his 8th century contemporaries such as uh, uh, Micah and Amos and Isaiah, they all had this similar message. Israel was to maintain a loyal uh, a loyalty to the Lord their God by worshiping him and worshiping him alone and by obeying his commandments. Obedience to the covenant would result in blessings. Matter of fact, listen to what the Lord promises to do if they would hearken to his voice and live according to his will. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, and thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground, the fruit of your cattle your sheep, blessed shall be the basket and the storehouse in your house. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in and when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause your enemies to rise up against you, but to be smitten, destroyed before your face. They shall come out against you one way, and they shall flee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouse in where you sit and the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods he shall open up to you good treasure and he shall allow rain to fall from heaven and water your crop the Lord shall bless all of the work of your hand and you shall lend to many and shall not have to borrow and the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail and he shall make you above and not beneath as you would hearken to the voice of the Lord. However, if you don't listen and don't obey, as the song says, reverse, reverse, you will be cursed with judgment and eventually when you will be panned into exile. He says, I will bless you and do all these things for you if you would know my will and walk according to my will and be obedient to my voice, but it's going to be another flip to this thing. It's a two-headed coin. If you don't do it, then everything I said I would do, I'm going to allow it then to work against you. When you read these words that we have read this morning, verses 1 through 3, 
we, you would get the impression that the nation is sincerely repeating and seeking the Lord. But when you continue to read in chapter 7, around verse 10, 13, and 16, you can see how shallow their confession really was. He says in chapter 7, verse 10, they do not return to the Lord their God, nor do they seek him. Verse 13, they have spoken lies against me. Verse 16, they return, but not to me, the Most High. What went wrong with this confession? Well, first of all, their concern was for healing, not for cleansing. They saw their nation in difficulty and wanted God to make things right, but they did not come with broken hearts and surrendered wills. They wanted happiness, but Moffat, they did not want holiness. They wanted a change of circumstances, but not a change in character. And the Lord is saying, I have some blessings for you, but some things need to change in your life. I wish I had somebody here. You've been, he's not only talking to the people of that 8th century crowd, but he's also talking to us today. The Lord is saying, I have some blessings for you, but there's some things in your life that need to change. I know you've been delivered, but you still got some devilish ways in you. You're on your way to heaven, but you still got some hell in you. You're godly, but you still got a little gangster in you. You want me to fan your pockets, but you keep robbing my house. You want to walk with me and you want to tiptoe with the world in the darkness. There needs to be a change in your life. I wish I had somebody here. If you're going to get where God wants you to be, and if you want to get to where God desires you to be and fulfill the purpose and the plan he has for you, tell your neighbor you're going to have to make some changes. Oftentimes, people in trouble, what they do is they treat God, Dr. Allen, like some celestial first responder who should respond to and rescue them from danger, but not deliver them from their sins. They shed tears of remorse over their suffering, but not tears of repentance over their sin. Notice what the text says. He says, then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. And can I tell you, that is the secret. That is the solution according to all the problems in life, to know the Lord. The apostle Paul even said this in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, Paul says that I may know him. That is that I may know the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Can I pause right there? Thank you, Holy Spirit. The first thing that God wants you to understand and the first thing you need to know about his will is that he does not desire anyone to perish he has given his son that you might have eternal life and that you might have a relationship with him through Jesus Christ that's the first thing you don't need to know anything else about his will matter of fact you can't understand anything that he has in his word his way or his will until you have a relationship relationship with Jesus Christ. I wish I had one witness in this house. That's the first thing that he wants you to do. 
There is no way for improvement, Malik, in this life apart from the knowledge of God. How can we know the will of God? Well, our verse gives us some insight and some answers. They involve three things. You can write them down if you want to. They involve three things. It's real simple. Walk, our walk, our will, and the word. It involves three things. The first thing it involves is our walk. He says, then shall we know if we follow, that is walk, on to know the Lord. If we continue to follow the Lord in our daily walk, we will learn the will of God. For God reveals his will step by step, day by day. Day, he reveals his hidden, that is his secret will, as you walk according to his revealed will. He rarely shares everything in advance for you. Come here, Abraham. Get away from these people. Move away from your country. Move away from your kindred. Get away from your father's house. And I'm going to show you a place where I'm going to take you. He didn't reveal everything to him. But as we are obedient to his revealed will, he will expose, he will reveal his hidden, his secret will as we walk according to his revealed will. If we want to know what God wants us to do tomorrow, we will learn it by obeying what he wants us to do today. Why do I want to tell you about tomorrow if you can't handle today? Help me, Lord Jesus. Tomorrow's directions are dependent on today's obedience. If you're struggling to know the will of God, your problem may be that you're not obeying God in your present situation because God's revealed will is what he's made known to us in the word of God. For instance, we know it's God's will for us to love our neighbor, bridle our tongues, act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. We know it's God's will that we not murder, not steal, not cheat, not lie, not slander, not gossip, not boast, not be selfish. So how do we know this? Because he has told us in his word. Ironically, we are prone to overlook God's revealed will and hyper-focus on his secret will. We often want to know God's hidden will for the future while walking contrary to his revealed will in the present. If you want to know his will for your life, you need to start right now walking according to what you already know. You want to know what he has for you up the road, but you want to deal with where you are right now on the road. Talk to me if you can. You want to know how he's going to do this and how he's going to do that, where you're going to be, and you can't do already what he's told you. serious 
about learning the will of God. They lack the, the zeal to follow, to, to learn, to know more about his will. And many times we say we are seeking God's will, but what we are really wanting to say is, God, is this okay? God, here is my plan. Here is my agenda. This is my will. And I want you to put your seal of approval on my will. I want you to sign off on my plans, my agenda, and my will. But he said, you know what? You've got it all wrong. Because the earth is the Lord's. The fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. My word has been settled in heaven. Listen, but he said, and then Jesus came back and said, when you pray, you ought to pray, not I will, but thy will, thy will be done. But we want God to put a rubber stamp on our will and say it's okay to do your own thing. But I must tell you, this is not really going to be effective for you in trying to find God's will. We always want to present him with your will before God will be before God will reveal his will to you, you must be committed to doing whatever it is that he desires for you to do because God will likely be slow to show you his plan if he knows you will likely not obey his plan anyway. Because he knows my heart. You sure want to say that when it's time to give. He knows my heart. He knows your heart when it comes to doing his will. And you want to know these great and mysterious things. What's around the corner, God? Where you want me to be in life? But God said, you know what? You don't spend no time with me as it is. You won't get in your word and discover what I've already said. Matter of fact, you're the tomb brown out right now. And he's trying to get you to understand that if you stay in the book, I'm going to do you like I did Moses, and then I told not only Moses, but I told Joshua, he said, stay with this word, don't turn to the left, don't turn to the right, keep all of it, obey it, do it, and watch me bless your life. The question is, do you have greater desires for sin than you do for the things of God? Desire will be manifested by faithfulness in following the Lord regardless of your situation. If it's a season of success or if it's a, if it's a valley of difficulties, you will still obey and be obedient to his will. Don't just follow him when his will feels good. Don't be a sometime follower. This means we can trust God. Even during the most difficult trials of our lives, sometimes we think that suffering can't possibly be the Lord's will. We think at times when we're suffering or we see somebody else going through, that surely we get we get that we get like Job's friends. Oh, you must have done something wrong. Oh Lord, but you know what I did? And we get to talking and, and coming up with our own conclusion. But can I tell you, his will is not always a place of comfort and ease. But sometimes 
is a place of sorrow and suffering. The children of Israel, they got down at the Red Sea. They were trapped at the Red Sea. Mountains on both sides, water in front of them. Pharaoh's army coming up behind them. But you know why they ended up in that place between a rock and a hard place with their backs up against the wall? Not because they led themselves there, but God led them there. They were in his will, but it was a place of difficulty. It was a tight place. Come here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were in God's will, but they ended up in the fiery furnace. Daniel was in his will, but he ended up in the lion's den. Jesus was in his will, but he ended up on Calvary's cross, and he showed up there suffer. It's not always a place of comfort and ease, but sometimes it's a place of sorrow and suffering. Jesus, who lived a life of perfect obedience to the Father's revealed will, and because he submitted to the Father's will in Calvary, we are saved today. So seek to know God's revealed will. Be diligent in obeying his will. Walk in holiness. Pursue sanctification. Love your neighbors. Be generous with your resources. His bridle, your tongue, worship your God, trust in his providence that he's working all things together for your good and for his glory and remember that what is currently hidden will one day be revealed in his perfect time. This walk, I walk, I will must be surrendered to his will. But then he says something about the word. Then shall we know if we follow on to know. No, no. I got a double no. I got to, I got to know. The only way I'm going to know is I got to find out where his will is. His will is not in the sky. His will, he's put it on paper so you can read it. If you can't read it, and there's words in here you can't pronounce, he has touched the hearts of people and allowed technology to put it on, uh, used to be on cassettes. Now it's on ebooks. Now you got your smart device, it can read it for you. And you never have an excuse why you're not hearing the word because you can listen to it and say, well, I don't want to listen to no more people. Well, get that version of the Bible where you got all them actors on there. You got Blair Underwood, you got, you got Samuel Jackson reading the Bible, and they read it with a little soul in it. Get you one of them. If there's no thing, there ain't no excuse. No excuse. He said, then shall we know? If we follow on to know the Lord, you cannot follow the Lord and ignore his word. They are inseparable. The disciples were constantly being instructed by the word of Christ when they followed him. He called them to to follow him and then he would sit them down and he would teach them the word of God. He would teach them the word of God. What no tricks, what no gimmicks. He would teach them strictly and straight up the word of God. Listen, he wasn't trying to move them, but he was trying to impact them and he was was trying to grow them. The disciples were constantly, they walked with him, they, they were taught by him as they followed him. The early church in Acts chapter 2 says that the apostles, they taught, they 
taught the people. They baptized them and then they taught them and the people continued in the apostles' doctrine. They didn't just catch it one time and then put the book down and not pick it up again. They didn't just get taught one day. They didn't get to the place and say, well, you know that's for little kids. And I when I was a little kid. No, they continued in the apostles' doctrine. That is, they did it when they were young, they did it for the middle age, and when they got old, they stayed with the word. And I don't know about you, but I learned the word when I was a little boy. Now, I'm in my, I'm in my, yeah, yeah, whatever, I'm in my middle age, and when I get older in age, one thing that ain't gonna change, and one thing I'm gonna have to stick with, one thing that has been sure and stable in my life in the world. Is there anybody, anybody here? I need some seasoned saints that can testify that the word is true and the word won't change. And if you can't hold on to nothing else and depend on nobody else, one thing that has always proven to be true is the word. I wish I had one witness. Give me 10, give me 10, give me 15. Some believers in here that know you can stand on the word. He says they 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 continue. That that is that word that word that word continue in the Greek. It means to give attention to, to spend time to. It means to persevere to continue. It means sticking to it. Likewise, if you follow Christ, the word will be prominent in your life. If, if not, if it's not prominent in your life uh, and, and not devoted uh, to studying the word, you will not do well in knowing the will of God. Because his will is in the word. You see, the problem with a whole lot of, a whole lot of people is you only want certain parts of the word. You, 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 you only want certain parts of the world. You, you want that part that makes you feel good, but you don't want that part that corrects you. You want that part that makes you shout, but you don't want that part that will grow you. You want that part about deliverance, but you don't want to hear about your Christian duty. You want to hear about God loving you, but you don't want to hear about loving your neighbor. You want that part about walking by faith, but you don't want to hear about living in the spirit. But for me to get where he wants me to be and to live according to his will, I don't need certain parts of the book. I need the whole counsel of God. I need every word he's spoken in his word. Can I get a witness? the major prophets. I need the minor prophets. I need the Old Testament and I need the New Testament. I need to hear how he delivered but I need to hear about my duty unto him and to my brothers and sisters. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, if you go ahead and eat the word, that is some parts are bitter and some parts are sweet but you need the whole word can I get a 
His will is revealed in His word. Too often we want something mysterious and spooky. Do this. Walk according to this book. Everything you need is right here. How to treat your children is in the book. How to treat your parents is in the book. How to handle your finances in the book. How to respond to critics, criticism, and enemies, it's in the book. So often we're praying about God, God, what, what should I do about that? What should I do about that? He said, open the book, come on. I already told you. Pick it up.